0: Hello there guys, hope you are doing really well on this Tuesday, I am Daniel Childs and welcome to my team selector ahead of Chelsea's trip to Old Trafford on Wednesday evening in the Premier League, a ground that Chelsea have not won a game at in the Premier League since 2013, so it's actually over a decade now, which is insanity really when you think that Chelsea have won a couple of league titles since then, have generally done a bit better than Man United and all of the problems that Man United have had. And still, we've been unable to beat them. We've actually been unable to beat them in any Premier League game, home or away, since November of 2017, Alvaro Morata's header. That's how long ago it was. That's when we thought Morata was a good signing. That's when we thought Tim away Bakayoko was a good signing. And people still knew the name of Davide Zappacosta. So, really... It needs to end at some point, but I feel like I've been saying that on Man United previews for quite a while now and the record just continues. The curse against Man United continues, but maybe tomorrow might just be that magical night when Chelsea finally beat man united and it would i still think even with the problems of man united we're going to speak about would still be a significant win i think whenever you're able to win at old trafford it is still an important win so hopefully chelsea can very much move on from that win against brighton how important it was and start to build some momentum as we fully head into the busy festive period i'm going to give you my predicted lineup look at man united all of that good stuff ahead of the big game tomorrow if you like the sound of that please do hit that like button really helps to show out gets it to more people subscribe Turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the content around Chelsea as we head up to the end of 2023 and into a very exciting 2024 for Son of Chelsea. You'll be finding out about that in the upcoming weeks, but let's get into it. So Pochettino did his presser. I mean, once again, roll of the eyes in terms of a press conference kind of um, not really offering the best information. Containing a lot of irrelevant questions, to be honest, but we did get important information around team news. And once again, Chelsea are kind of back to where they were in September, October time in terms of the number of injuries we have. It doesn't feel as bad as it did back then, maybe because some of the more important players have returned or, or first teamers have returned, but still, 10 players are unavailable for tomorrow's game. I believe that does include the suspension to Conor Gallagher for his second yellow, but still. Romeo Lavia, Christopher Nkunku still not ready. Here's a question for you. Do you actually think that Christopher Nkunku or Romeo Lavia will play for Chelsea, make their full debuts before the end of this year? Because each game that passes now, since the last international break, where we thought, at least Nkunku, is going to be back and we were really excited about it. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing until, like, properly, until the new year now. I really hope I'm proven wrong and I really hope we see him at least on the bench against Everton, but... Each game that passes, maybe both of those players aren't as close as as it seemed a few weeks ago, and that in itself is concerning. I mean, Karni Chukomeka, we thought, was going to be back by October. His setback has been really detrimental to that player. Malo Gusto, a player who we thought was going to be really competent and a great backup for Rhys James has now suffered his own injury. Leslie Ugo chukwu who with Conor Gallagher's suspension could have actually filled a role in this game like he did against Newcastle, is not playing. So I still think there is enough talent absolutely for Chelsea to try and replicate the performance they, they had on Sunday against Brighton, but also some of the positive things we've seen so far this season. Now time to look at Man United. And I did say this, right, and Chelsea might lose tomorrow night against man united i mean as we just said in the intro chelsea have been absolutely atrocious against man united and it doesn't really matter how bad man united have been around that game it kind of just seems that chelsea for some reason just cannot get over the line against man united even though chelsea man united games seemingly are some of the worst in the premier league season uh, the quality of them the entertainment level has not been that good so i really hope tomorrow night is a little bit better for chelsea fans but in terms of Man United, I, I, there's no point kind of lying about it. I mean, they are in a difficult situation, and I I don't think I'm being unfair here by saying that Man United don't look that coherent a football team. Now, the thing that Man United have that means they are above Chelsea, and even if they lose to Chelsea tomorrow night, they will still be above Chelsea in the Premier League table, is this ability, specifically through individual quality, whether that be a Bruno Fernandez. Regu- um, recently, it's been Garnacho, Marcus Rashford. To and Scott McTominay, who loves a goal, to be able to just have individual moments of brilliance to change a game. Overall, I think structurally, under Eric Ten Hogg, this team looks broken to me. I think it's a team that has just some really fundamental flaws. And it's a, a club that looks like it has some fundamental flaws and is in a bit of limbo at the moment in terms of the ownership. Those are wider problems, and I'd suggest go and listen to Man United podcasts or fans if you want to hear more about that. I mean, listen, they are one of the big establishment clubs, so we hear a lot about what's going on at Man United in this country. I'd be surprised if, if most Chelsea fans uh, didn't know what's going on at Man United. I think we all do. But in terms of Eric Ten Hag, in terms of going into this game, they obviously lost at the weekend at Newcastle. It was a really drab 1-0 defeat. And once again, leaves many people questioning not only the position of Eric Ten Hag, but also these reports that have come out that apparently he's lost like 50% of the dressing room. That in itself has sparked more drama because some local journalists and others, the likes of Carvey Solicle from Sky Sports, have actually been banned from Eric Ten Hag's pre-match press conference for this game. It all feels like a bit of a mess, and I have to say, Ten Hag, I don't think has helped himself this season because the team really hasn't progressed that well structurally. I think in midfield, the way they're able to be counted on quite consistently and give up a lot of chances in their last two games, they have conceded a lot of chances at goal. And I think Andre Onana, despite some of his own errors, has been put under a lot of scrutiny and pressure, and has probably actually done better. In those games than you suspect. And a lot of people will look at the individual errors that he's made. But his defense is not helping him out. His teammates are not helping him out. And hopefully, we really do hope that Chelsea can exploit that. I do think that Rasmus Hoyland will probably come into the starting 11 here for Anthony Martial. They are playing this 4-2-3-1 formation um, Mason Mount obviously that would have been a big narrative for this game but he's obviously had a lot of injury problems this season so he will not be playing against Chelsea and we'll have to wait till at least April to see him return to Stamford Bridge um, Bruno Fernandes I think will we'll start again Garnaccio has been in good form recently and I think Scott McTominay because of his his goal threat will likely stay in midfield too but I really do think that you know Chelsea their ability to play around the press if they can sort of bait the press for Man United And then really try and isolate that back four and and specifically the gaps between midfield and defence that I think have been so open and where a lot of teams have found so much joy against this Man United team. And just the sense that this Man United team I think a bit like Chelsea last year, there is a sense that when things go wrong, they really do drop their heads quite easily. So if Chelsea were to go 1-0 up tomorrow, you know, I'd be interested to see what the reaction would be inside Old Trafford, specifically from those players and ten Hag the feeling of pressure starting to build. And they have these wild swings within games, which in itself is a little bit dangerous and actually makes them similar to Chelsea in the sense that, sometimes man united have the individual quality that they can go 2-0 up in a game as they did against galatasaray last week and as they can beat everton they can you know they can still put in some good performances but they also have the wild swing of just completely deteriorating as i say there are you know shades of chelsea here i do think chelsea structurally look like a more consistent team, but Man United have the individual quality that has meant they've won more games, probably the more you know, bankable games. In big games so far this season, they've been absolutely dreadful. They, you look at their record, haven't won any of those big games, have lost to Arsenal, have lost to Spurs, lost convincingly to Man United, uh, lost you know pretty convincingly to Newcastle. I think that was a fair result at the end of the day. Probably it looks a little bit better, better for Man United. So if you're going by that record, Chelsea should feel confident tomorrow night but I still think tactically Man United always have this ability um, when their backs are up against the wall to play a very counter-attacking style of play really defensive and if Chelsea are unable to break them down they've got the quality on transition of Bruno Fernandes Rasmus Hoyland, who obviously has got speed really exciting young forward Marcus Rashford I think is a, a really talented player too to hurt Chelsea so despite all of the the noise surrounding Man United at the moment they still have individuals that can really change a game and and we'll talk about some of Chelsea's flaws that are quite evident that even if Chelsea feel confident or on top in a game we we can create our own problems just just fine without anyone else so that in itself should be a concern so going into my Chelsea starting 11 so obviously Conor Gallagher big miss has played every single game so far this season so really frustrating he the petulant second yellow but I don't think there are going to be radical changes and I actually think the changes can benefit Chelsea in a sense. Starting in defense, I praise Thiago Silva, but this is not a game for me where I'm starting Thiago Silva. I'm going to keep uh, Levi Colwell, Benoit Badé-Shield and Axel de Zassi in the back four. Um, Levi keeping his place at left back and then have Reese James return to the first team. I think he will start this game after serving his one match suspension. And I think it's just obvious that Reese James will, will start here. And I do like the combination that Levi has down the left with his ability on the ball actually at times against Brighton driving forward and also from a physical point of view at set pieces Chelsea were brilliant I think at the weekend especially in the first half the way Badia Shield was really dominant Levi as well getting his goal I I like all those players I think the Zassi is a, a little bit underrated actually I think in terms of his he may look a little bit erratic and unorthodox. He's not the most aesthetically pleasing defender, but he gets the job done. And I think he's he's proved to be a really effective and good signing for Chelsea. So that's why I'm having him in this game over Thiago Silva. I also just think in terms of speed, mobility is key. If Chelsea are going to go through... Uh, periods of having a lot of possession potentially against a maybe more defensive and pragmatic Man United side I think you want alert defenders and I think that, uh, that back four for me is a lot better than Thiago and, and Thiago will probably come back against Everton I think that's a fair point because we've got to remember Thiago's age and managing his minutes too is is a, is a relevant point at this time of the season so then going into the midfield three we're keeping casado who I mean, it's funny actually that i spoke about this in my review it's come to light since the brighton game he didn't actually get a yellow card so all of the talk of him needing a second yellow from brighton fans i mean he, he didn't even get booked once which is good benzo fernandez is actually one game away from a suspension so Knowing Chelsea's discipline, I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up a yellow card. But on the other side, positive Enzo maybe now has a taste for some goals. And hopefully he continues that in the upcoming weeks. It'd be wonderful to see a number eight banging in goals at Chelsea again on a consistent basis. I mean, we just haven't seen it for so long. So please keep that going, Enzo. As you see in this formation, because Chelsea against Brighton, I know Brighton, Man United, very different teams. But in terms of the 4-1-4-1 that Chelsea were pressing, particularly out of possession, um, I could see Cole Palmer very much filling a second kind of eight role here, uh, but then dropping into a number 10. Palmer didn't start on Sunday with no Gallagher. I think it's obvious that Cole Palmer comes back into the starting lineup somewhere. um, How influential he is, how hopefully he can be really delicate and find those passes, but Because again, I just I have this belief that Ten Hag, with the pressure he's under, will maybe go a little bit more pragmatic. So, we're gonna need passing to be a little bit more precise in that final third and good decision making and I think Cole Palmer's effectiveness has has been obvious so far this season so hopefully he can get back on track after a disappointing display at Newcastle but generally he's been a really really good player for Chelsea so I think it's obvious he starts here the two wide players I'm going to stick with Mikhailo Mudrik who I think had a good game a bright game against Brighton uh, winning the penalty I think he had some really good moments in the the first half as well and also I think his connection with Levi Colwell I think that's a really exciting combination down down the left with those two the way they can rotate the way those two play passes off each other I I like those two and I think they offered they offer I think a a sense of um work rate because I think Mudra has improved that side of his game under Pochettino but also moving forward I think there is real sense that Chelsea can overwhelm opponents in that aspect too and I think he deserves to start again and Raheem Sterling obviously you know Raheem Sterling um I it wasn't as good a performance from him as it has been so far this season, but I, I still think this is a guy who, you know, is still proving to be one of Chelsea's most effective players. And it's, you know, it's a big night at Old Trafford. And I just, again, with suspensions type of players, with Nani Manawake being injured, I just can't see why Sterling doesn't keep his place here personally. And Nicholas Jackson. I actually think on reflection, didn't score at the weekend, but I thought we had a good game. I think he done things that stretched the Brighton defence. He made some good positive runs on his own with the ball uh, to get Chelsea into dangerous areas and at times was able to link up well with others. So I think Nicholas Jackson keeps his place too. So that is my starting 11. Let me know if you agree, disagree. Give me your lineups as ever in the comments below. Fingers crossed it can be a really positive night for Chelsea because we, we haven't had many at Old Trafford in a very long time and... I think if Chelsea can win this game, it'd be huge momentum and really push us forward into that Everton game at the weekend because I I really do think that if Chelsea can start to just put get momentum and it doesn't have to be 10 out of 10 performances as we saw at the weekend you're gonna have to grind some of these games out especially at this time of the year when the fixture list is highly demanding of these players but wins need to start coming for Chelsea if they want to make up ground to the top four and I think doing that psychologically hurting Man United and really boosting Chelsea at Old Trafford would be huge for Pochettino and his players so let me know your thoughts you can follow me across the socials at son of chelsea and i will see you again very soon all the best sports social podcast network